Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Get it on. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. Today is Wednesday, October 28th, 2020. This is episode 133-133, and it is a very, very special episode, guys. It features one of my oldest friends. He goes by the name of Gilded, and you might remember I had him on the show a few years ago, but a lot has transpired in between. And he's got millions of plays to his name now, an incredible brand that he's been building. And today, we're here to discuss his upcoming album. Now, I of course wanted to ask him how he's been keeping busy since March and his general outlook on the current state of the music industry from a creator's perspective. There are so many artists out there right now that are struggling to find their creative juices, and it was awesome to hear that Gilded has been pushing through. This is someone that truly loves the music-making process. And although the future is unpredictable and we don't know when live shows are going to be in the picture again, Gilded continues to find inspiration and create new music. Now he has already released two singles, Waiting Up and Pain, ahead of his upcoming album just to give us a taste of what's to come. And I wanted to get the full story for what we've already heard so far in both of those tracks. The main topic of conversation was of course his new album titled Moraine, and it's coming out on November 11th. And of course the main topic of conversation was his new album titled Moraine. Now, Gilded is someone who's extremely inspired by the outdoors and is a hiker and a backpacker himself. And it was really, really cool to hear about the inspirations and parallels he drew between the music and his creative process, the timeline, and everything else in between. This is going to be a really, really special album, guys. Moraine will be out November 11th, and he also has a music video that's coming out with us as well. He wouldn't tell me much about it, but it seemed really cool when he told us a little bit behind the scenes on where they shot it, how they shot it, and what's to come. I want to take this moment to acknowledge Gilded once again on his success as an artist. This is someone that I've always believed to be truly, truly talented, and it's been incredible watching his journey so far. It was awesome to sit down and talk to him one-on-one -on -one about the inspirations behind this album and how excited he is to release it. I absolutely cannot wait to hear it, my friend. Let's get into it right now, guys, so you can hear about the album for yourself. This is episode 133 with Gilded. Mr. Ben Harper, a.k.a. Gilded. Welcome to the new and improved version of Sherman the Booth, man. You're the first person to get the full setup with the new cameras. We still have some things on the way, but I got to say, there's not a lot of other people I'd rather do it with, man. So cheers yeah, to you. I, I appreciate that, man. So, Absolutely. So glad to be here. Me too, man. You know, I got to tell the people real quick, you showed up on a bicycle. So a lot of this guy's music involves earthliness and giving back to the world. And the fact that you ride a bicycle around the city, I think just really wraps everything together. Mm -hmm. Extra large too, right? Um, it's so huge. It's huge. <laughs> when I stand up on this bike, I'm like seven feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and uh, it's been so funny giving you these little tiny shot glasses or these little tiny beers and just looking gigantic. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. For those that uh, don't know, I've known you for a very long time. One of my oldest friends, 
And I just want to start off by saying it has just been incredible watching this journey all the way from Danny, California, and in what grade was that? Seventh grade? Eighth grade. Eighth Eagle grade. Idol. Eighth grade Eagle Idol. Yeah. This guy played in a Red Hot uh, Chili Peppers cover band with Mark Edlund, who still does uh, some help with your tracks. That's and right. it's just incredible to see you now. Hundreds of thousands of monthly listeners on Spotify, over 180,000 a month. You got millions of plays to your name, man. You're building this incredible brand. And to be sitting here with you today, you know, you are just this evolved person to Ben Harper, and I'm really, really proud of you. Thank you very much, and I'm so glad to be here, too. You know, I've watched uh, Sherman the Booth progress over the last several years. Yeah. And it's amazing to uh, to see the progress and see see the way it's grown and uh, just the, the breadth of, of people that you've been able to talk to and connect yeah. with. Um, really fascinating and uh it's a it's an honor to be here as well i appreciate it man i i could have sworn i had you on twice before i guess it's been since 2017 since you've been on the show a lot has happened for the gilded brand since then mm -hmm. before we go back in time i want to ask how you've been recently since the pandemic of course i've been trying to ask every artist i've had on the show what it's been like from a creative perspective you just got a new home congrats on that thank you just saw it this guy has incredible plants and also, he went to Costco and is a Costco member now, too. So it really is a home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've decked it out with, with some good plants. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> but, uh, but I've been good. You know, I moved, moved into this place at the beginning of uh, March or so. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's a perfect spot for me. Uh, it's like two bedrooms. So I've got my, my room in one room and a studio in the other room. Mm -hmm. So it's been a great place to spend some time. Yeah. Um, it's also great living alone now i was i was living with some roommates for a while yep. so that kind of got in the way sometimes of right um of making music but it's like it's super good to have my own space and, and set it up the, the way exactly the way i want it mm -hmm. um and so that's been really nice you know all things considered obviously there's been like a lot of isolation yeah. involved therein but sure uh i still have had you know creatively at least like no issues that's good making music or you know, I, I think my process is, I just sit down to work mm -hmm. every day and, um, and that's how I find the inspiration. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not, it, it hasn't impacted my ability to find inspiration or mm -hmm. anything like that. In fact, it's probably just augmented the workflow Yeah. and having so much time at home and so much time at my studio to be yeah. able to, um, to dedicate to, to making new music. Yeah, of course. And you do have a great setup, man. Um, and props to you for staying creative. You know, it's kind of been, I can't believe it's already been about seven, eight months really since, you know, the world has changed, right? And it really does say a lot about your true love for the music. I think a lot of people have been kind of comparing it to maybe a wet rag, the music industry, right? And there's a lot of people that are hanging on that are big beads of water. And there are people that are actually made up of the fibers of the rag. And to me, you are a core fiber because you are in this for the longevity. You are in this for the true love of music. And a lot of those people that are in for the wrong reasons, chasing cloud, chasing fame, whatever it might be, right? They're sitting in their room, they're sitting in their apartment trying to make music and it's not inspiring for them. And I'm not trying to come at those sort of people because I've certainly had my own creative obstacles in that regard. Without live shows, of course, right? It, it's tough for a DJ to be like, I want to make a club hit right now. Mm -hmm. But for you, your music is, is, is timeless. Is, is doesn't matter when or where. It just passes through. And now you're really, really getting momentum, man. Yeah, well, I think, and I think it's also like my music or the, the way that I create is very insular anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so again, it, it's kind of almost helped to be able to 
not necessarily have any obligations to go out and do things. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And just be able to, to <laughs> for, for lack of a better way of phrasing it, to just sit at home and make music. Because as you said, I mean, that's what I love to do. And that's what like gets me out of bed every day. Yeah. And that's what, that's my mission is to make really great music that people can connect with. Yeah, of course. Um, so in, in that way, you know, I, I really haven't noticed that much of a change mm-hmm. in, in the way that I create or, uh, or, you know, the, the way that I'm viewing it. Right. It's, it's largely the same. Yeah. I think a lot of producers, at least in kind of your, your realm, right? Like trying to envision something and before you ever had success, you were still doing kind of the same thing. Right. And my question is, has your process changed over the past couple of years in terms of how you're actually making a track? Are you saving time? Are you using more time on certain songwriting aspects or kind of what has happened over the past couple of years in regards to that, regardless of what's going on in the world? Well, I think my process has changed mostly in my, the way that I approach it on a, um, well, the workflow has changed. Right. So in my previous records, you know, I would effectively dedicate like a whole Saturday and a whole Sunday and say, I'm going to do nothing today, but sit in my studio and make music. Mm -hmm. And that process was, um, although it has yielded some great music that I love and Mm -hmm. that I'm really proud of, that process doesn't really work for me anymore. Um, So I've changed my process now to just maximizing the, like the volume of the number of times that I sit down to Mm -hmm. write music. So a lot of my sessions could be 25 minutes or so. Wow. Um, Rather than sitting down and saying, okay, I'm only going to work on music for four hours. Right. Effectively what happens is you sit down and after 25 minutes, if you've hit a wall, you, you don't break across the barrier, or mm-hmm. at least I don't really break across that barrier uh, for the rest of the three hours that I'm sitting down. Yeah. So I end up like despising yeah. the process of, yeah. of making music. Right. So now I, I'm, I guess I'm much more lighthearted about the process. A little more lenient on yourself. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and that's great because I can sit down and if I, if nothing immediately comes to mind that, is usable or, or, or something that that I want on the final track, then I know it's fine and I can just stop, take a break, mm-hmm. get a glass of water, drink some tea, yeah, and then I can Reset. come back to it later yeah. and the the inspiration or the work might be there the next time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And and that's that's the perfect example, honestly, right there, because one thing I think is coming to light a lot is health is wealth, particularly mental health is wealth. And I think for a lot of creators out there, uh, that it at least is their main source of income, it can be really tough to be creative under pressure, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of seems to me like you have, yes, put yourself in situations where you want to finish, where it, it is your end goal, but it's really good to hear these days you kind of go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. definitely. And, and yeah, like I said, even more so now, like not having pressure on, on a session to produce the... the um, produce a hit song. Yeah, you know? I think it's just yeah. just every time if right. I can if I can do twenty five minute sessions of just writing what I want to write. Right. Then I feel that that my 
my goals will shine through better or totally. like my personality will shine through better. Yeah. If, if I'm not banging my head against a wall, trying to squeeze something out of a, uh, of a session or a process that, uh, can't, can't be done or shouldn't be done. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's made me feel a lot better about, uh, a lot better about the process of creation and, and what I'm creating. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting, you've talked to me about it before, after your success of one of your biggest hits could be, right? You were thinking to yourself a lot in the studio, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, how do I make the next could be? Am I putting the pressure, am I, am I pigeonholing myself into this creative process because that had success? I think that's something a lot of people who have success quickly, or even at all, think, right? Like, is this the formula? Do I need to follow this formula? Mm-hmm. Have you learned from could be and taken certain aspects of it? Or what do you realize or think about when you know you think about the success of that song early on? Well, I try to make it not formulaic at all. Yeah. In fact, I. So it's very hard to articulate because yeah. I don't know what what about that song makes it more popular than others. Right. Um, <laughs> well said. Nobody. But knows. yeah, it's, it's good, right? It's, that's that's all you can but, say. So I I try not to distill it down to a formula. Um, and in fact, I would say that I try to take the process that through which I made could be and replicate the method of thinking to Mm -hmm. the other, to other songs. Right. So not the production style. Okay. Not the types of instruments that I played. Yeah. But when I wrote that song, I mean, it was, uh, about four years ago and I made it in like the very first iteration of my home studio. Mm-hmm. So on a laptop. Yeah. In, you know, my bed was two feet away. <laughs> um, and that song in particular was very, very natural. Mm-hmm. Like it, it could be distilled to writing it in like a couple of days is when the, the, the formative uh, or the substantial part of the song was created. Mm-hmm. And by nothing more than putting down like one guitar lick and then singing the the main uh, melody motif yeah just into just a scratch take and that's that's the way that all of my songs come to be mm-hmm. um, is just literally by messing around and the accidents or the um, yeah like like the those melodies it's it's almost intangible like there's no way that I could think of it yeah it's just that's what I felt at the time mm-hmm. and I captured it and then thought like this sounds I really like the way this sounds and then yeah. and then going back and honing that melody and like and creating a song out of it yep love that could be at so much success of course transmissions and yours truly canyons I mean wild success on your last album here we are now coming up in a few weeks you've got a new album coming out let's talk about the two singles you released though waiting up in pain We'll start with Waiting Up, since it came out before. You've already racked in 500,000 plays, over 500,000 plays. So, props. Thank you. So sick. Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's I'm un- really happy with that one. It's unbelievable, man. Um, why did you choose for this to be the first single that you shared from the album? Well, I first of all, I just really love the song. Yeah. Um, more, more than, per- perhaps more than... The other ones, uh, it, it's just different than the other ones. I think it's a non-traditional, uh, a non-traditional song by my standards, at least. I agree. Yeah. Um, yep. It's 
not a whole lot of instrumentation on the record. And something that I've been really interested in lately is vocoders and vocal processing. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of is the focus of, of this track. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and heavy, heavy vocal processing. There's so. atmosphere. Like there's, there's a real, like, it's almost like you can't put a word on it, right? Like I know it's a producer, right? Like you, you have these white noises in the background, right? But it's very gentle but there is a feeling with it. It's almost like right before I'm about to fall asleep, sort of, right? Like, mm-hmm. this this perfect, like, just, just effervescent moment for me, man. Like, when I listen to it again today with just some good headphones, and I just hear how you dynamically put that together, I'm just, like, more and more impressed with tracks like that that don't have a, let's just call it a beat, right? So it's really, really cool. Thank you. Great I appreciate work. it. I, yeah. I love making that one. And th- that was another track that was just pure experimentation. Mm-hmm. Like that, there maybe was was some kind of um, beat on it in an earlier iteration, mm-hmm. um, but just the way that the uh, the way that the vocals are affected, and I think I probably stacked, you know, twelve <laughs> vocals or, yeah. or may, maybe even more on on top of each other. Wow! All like a different type of yeah. pitch shifter or auto tune or right. Um, this one. Uh, this one plugin called Little Alter Boy, which oh, I, I know. use heavily I all, all, on all my records. Yeah, and uh, great plugin for any producers that don't know that out there. Yeah, it's so great for everything too. Yeah, because you can you can control it with MIDI too. Yeah. So, like pretty much like regardless what you sing, you can program it to sing the note that you play on a on a MIDI keyboard. That's so that's that's incredible. Plus, plus vocoders underneath, so I just went crazy in like a whole bunch of delays on, yeah. on tracks, yeah. on different tracks. So. It's awesome. I think I think it's honestly the perfect song to introduce this new album. Thanks. And then you just released Pain. Yeah. And I got a lot of questions about Pain. Um, just released on October seventh as a single to follow up. It's something that I find really special for for your taste. Um, it's a five minute track, and you've only released a few of those: Port and Lantern Road. Five minutes, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, isn't necessarily that long, but for your style of music, certainly is. And in comparison to Port and Lantern Road, it kind of like has a pace to it. Mm-hmm. It builds up, um, and I think it's unique in that sense. Like it continues to build. Tell me about this one. So, I I agree with you for the most part. Like I. I tend to not like long songs. Sure. Just because my music is like <laughs> is so slow and gentle that it's like, you know, you, you like start you start uh, looking yeah. at all right, like when are we gonna get to the next yeah, thing? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Here's some acoustic guitars, like in a gentle, terrific yeah. voice. I love the Millie, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, so I try to stay away from uh, from long songs, but for this one, mm-hmm. the the writing of it, I wanted the three verses mm-hmm. and the three choruses. Um, so just the story that it told. Yeah. Um, I wanted it to be. It needed three verses. Right. Um, so, but typically, yeah, typically I I, I love I like shorter songs a lot. Yeah, like, like the two, two and, and a half, half three minute, and a half. Th- th- exactly. Right. Love those songs. Um, and then also. Um, I was able to work with, as you alluded to earlier, work yeah. with a uh, percussionist. His name is Mark Edlin. Yeah. Fantastically talented uh, percussionist, drummer. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, so I was able to work with him. Um, 
and in another audio engineer, Nathan Kane, mm-hmm. uh, down in Bloomington, mm-hmm. Indiana, mm-hmm. for uh, for a couple days for this record. And Mark just played an amazing an amazing part on top of uh, on top of the, uh, this record. And, Incredible. And that's what helps like keep the pace going through throughout the. the it song. does. Because on the the previous two records that you mentioned, mm-hmm. Port and Landon Road, they're um, a little bit more bland. Like there's no percussion or very little percussion, yeah, and sure. it's uh, a vi- very static throughout um, throughout the five minutes or however long those records are. But yeah. Mark really helped build the pace up throughout the song. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when it comes to to finality. Um, you know, it's a little bit more a kick in the pants, other than the, uh, <laughs> other than just like the the simple, uh, yeah, folk folk style. El Mark parts. is incredibly talented, it's and it's, so good. it's so cool. And and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but from my understanding, you had the song basically not finished, but you were working on it together, and then you said, "Mark, see what you can do." Yeah, I think one props to him, two props to you for still having room, room to breathe in a track to do that. I mean, it's incredible. I think Pain, honestly, so far, I'm telling you right now, for the first time, it's my favorite Gilda track. Nice. Really do. It's like, there's an energy to it, and a, a lot of your music has has certainly a, a visceral feeling, but for what I enjoy the most, like, this is a great new flavor of Gilded that I really, really enjoyed, so I wanted to commend you for that. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, again, like, Mark is just so good. Like, yeah. I think for that record, it was like one take. <laughs> of course. It was just so, so it good. It sounds like you literally put it in Logic, though. Like, it's so on beat. I, yeah, I literally, I did. But, like, like, he's like, you can tell, like, he doesn't have any, like, did you adjust anything? No, not at all. Yeah, like, no quantization like, at all. He's, like, so good at that. <laughs> just so good. So, yeah, I, like, I had the record, you know, like, all the way done. Yeah. And then I just took the bounced, you know, bounced version of the song. And, like, oh like you God. said, like... That's you know, crazy. Said, like, what, what, what do you think sounds good on top of this? <laughs> He's like, yeah. One he day we, we, we made like three records. So. Gosh, he's the man. I love that you're still collaborating with old friends too. Yeah. And I think it, it, it's uh, really inspiring too, whether or not people choose to do something with a music career. But there are so many talented musicians out there like Mark, like our friend Thomas Buchanan, right? That go on to do different things. And I, Alex, Alex Young too. Um, some people choose a career in music, some people don't. But you never know who's got talent, man. I think that's the that's the coolest thing about being a human to me. Yeah, totally. Well, and it's it's like I've it's amazing how many people that I've worked with are fr- either from Zionsville particularly <laughs> yeah. or just from Indianapolis in general. That yeah, are just fantastic musicians. I know. You know, the best of the best that I've that I've met so far in my yeah uh, in my journey. Totally, so it's, it's don't pretty ju- amazing. Don't judge a book by its cover, right? Yeah. Let's talk about the new album titled Moraine. Now, I'm going to read the definition, okay? And I'm confident from knowing you that it certainly has a lot to do with it. Moraine, defined as a mass of rocks and sediment carried down and deposited by a glacier, typically as ridges as at its edges or extremity. Great definition, like of a word. Like, that's good. Mm-hmm. Like, there are definitions within definitions. That was a well-worded <laughs> <Yeah>. definition. <laughs> What is the parallel between that definition and your inspiration musically? Well, I think it has to do with the, so first the, the physicality of like Moraine, what Moraine is. Mm-hmm. And in the time that I wrote this whole record, 
uh, I had done a couple backpacking trips in um, one in Patagonia mm-hmm. and one in Iceland. Yeah. And very eerily similar uh, geology there. Or um, yeah, they're both big, big glacier places. <laughs> <laughs> um, so and that's what moraine is. It's a yeah. As you said, like a recycling of sediment um, from the movement of ice. Right. Um, so that's I get that that's the again the physicality of the concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the the more that I thought about the physics of that, um, the more that I learned that it it applied to my own situation and my own way of life while I was uh, while I was making the record. And yeah. I was, you know, as I mentioned earlier, like kind of caught up or maybe preoccupied by um, routines and habits yeah. and the way, I guess, the impact that those have on corroding or, or eroding, um, you know, your personality or your happiness or your health. Yeah. Um, so it's it's both in physicality of moraine and and that's what i was thinking of when i wrote the record is these vast landscapes mm-hmm. um you know deep brown rock contrasted with the like laser blue ice so that's what i was thinking of so i it's, knew this i knew it's, that was right it's vast in scope yeah um but again my process is just so insular mm-hmm. and and part of making the record what was what was so erosive to uh, yeah, the, my my way of life. Yeah. Um, gosh. So unreal. Now, that Patagonia trip was a while ago. Yeah. How long has this timeline been for this album then? Uh, it's been a long timeline. Um, two years. Then, it's right? been very long. Yeah. 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 About two years. Um, so I recorded it largely in 2018, throughout 2018. Mm-hmm. I usually take quite a quite a long time to record it. Sure. Just because all my songs are, they're so iterative, I never, I never make the final take in like one session. Never. Like never. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like months of just building and taking away. Yeah. And building again and taking away. And then right. eventually, of course, just saying like, I don't know what else to do. So like I have to this. <laughs> yeah. Put it to the side of the graveyard, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it probably took, I mean six months I, and I don't even really keep track of the timelines of how long it takes to record I just start somewhere and right. work on the tracks until I've either completely baked them dry and can't use them <laughs> or uh, but more often than not I have the ability to ascertain like what songs are eventually going to be on the record yeah. fairly earlier fairly early in the pro- process mm-hmm. um, so then I'm able to just work on them incrementally yeah through uh through several several month period and then um and then after it was done um you know i was i was working with my team on the best way to roll it out and that process took uh, a fair amount of time too mm-hmm. uh, of course the mixing and mastering process yeah um took a little took a little while too um this is a long time yeah so it's it's a long time it's a long time for um for this record but i think it's uh I think it's kind of timely and I'm, I'm yeah. really glad that it's coming out. I'm really glad it's coming out now and mm-hmm. that it wasn't nothing about it was rushed. 
of course. I mean, it, that's quite the timeline. So, I mean, and I agree with you, right? Like, if this feels like the right time. That doesn't happen every time when you release music. In fact, you, sometimes you never know what time. So I'm glad that, like, now that it's happening, now that the timeline's done, it's here. November 11th. Yeah. Rain, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's great because it just so happens, I think the last three years... I've released a record the same week and it just like happened. It just happened like the weekend of like pretty much right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. 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 And it just happened that way. Like there's nothing That's planned so about true. it. That's true. Yeah. You're right. The, like the cadence that I've kind of fallen into. Um, I like that though. So yeah, I like it too. It's, it's good. And I want to be, I want to be in the cadence of releasing music on a more regular schedule. Yeah. That being said, I'm, I'm not going to rush anything out. Like, I'm going to wait until I'm absolutely um, sure that it's exactly the way that I want it. But yeah. it, it is good to be uh, good to be in that situation where I have music that's kind of, like, ready to go. Right. Well, I think that's inspiring a lot for, for a lot of musicians out there, too, who, like we said earlier, like, feel rushed to get things out because they're on this timeline that no one's really defined because how many music careers have we seen in the industry where it either happens like that or it happens like that, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, it sounds to me like your advice is just follow your heart, love your music, the rest will follow. Totally. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, that's really the only thing you can do. I mean, you can't control the market. No, you can't. But you can absolutely control the product that you're putting out. So, yeah. you know, maximize the N of great products that you have. Uh-huh. And that's, poor that's the way... I mean that that is the only formula there is really. Yeah. Or there I, I think that there should be maybe. Yeah. It's like do your best the maximum amount of times and yeah. something will happen. And that's <laughs> it. <laughs> I think that's good advice, VR. Um, you know, not not to get too deep, but of course a lot has happened in life since you really started doing this project. Twenty seventeen was, was the first album, you're correct. You've been recording music well before then and jamming out in basements and, and playing random shows and doing stuff like that and here you are now like I said earlier how do you feel you've grown maybe as a creator how have you grown as a person how have you grown as, as someone who gives more than they get because you do I just want to tell you that like the music you give to people I just I hope that you feel that you're getting something back because of the reactions you get yeah thank you I, yeah. I, I appreciate that you're a giver man you are yeah that's what that's it's the way not I just your good handshakes <laughs> That is a good fit. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the way that I want it. I mean, that's kind of what it is. Like, I have immense fulfillment in the creation of the product. Mm-hmm. So that is almost, like, selfishly internal. Like, I'm doing the best that I can do because that's my mission yeah. in life is to, to make great music. Yep. And then everything thereafter is the beautiful cherry on top the way that I can share it with with other people yep um so you know I largely make the music for my own intrinsic needs and to make it exactly the way that I want it that's amazing and then but that being said it's all with the intention of sharing it and saying you know this is who I am like this for this 
piece of time, like this is the best that I can do, mm-hmm. and giving that to people and sharing with them uh, is is the equally important but the ancillary part of mm-hmm. of what I'm doing. Ancillary, God, <laughs> fucking perfect word, man. <laughs> Amazing, I love that. I love that, and and I'm so glad that you are like self filled with this stuff because one thing I think I mentioned in every single episode, I wouldn't really matter to me. In the, in the grand scheme of things, um, and I didn't realize this until a little further on in the podcast process. I don't really care if it's only me, my dad, and you that listen to this, right? Because I genuinely enjoy this process. I genuinely enjoy connecting with my friends, with new friends, with artists, with anyone in music, with anyone who's passionate about what they do. And I realize that I get so much out of this as, as a human being on earth. Get followers, great. People listen to the podcast, awesome. I'm enjoying this so much, and I enjoy it more and more every single time. So I relate to you on that. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's yeah, like, that's what has to get you through life. Is yeah, these <laughs> seriously these types of things. Yeah, like, and you can't worry about the metrics attached to that. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's a binary decision. Like, does this move me? Yeah. Um, and then if it moves you forward, then great. And it typically does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that intrinsic fulfillment is like, yeah, that's what keeps it going. Like that, yes. that is the fire in the engine that, 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 that keeps it going. Yeah. I love it, man. So you've been doing some content creation lately behind the scenes. I know you can't tell us much, but you just filmed a music video. Can you at least tell us what part of the city you filmed it in? Who got involved? What was it like? I know you can't tell the totally. song, but what yeah, can you totally. Um, so my, yeah, my first music video that I've, uh, that I've worked on or, or created, um, well, actually, I should say, I didn't create it. I, I was working with, or I'm working with this um, uh, photographer and videographer. Her name's Allie Turnus. Mm-hmm. And uh, just brilliant uh, visual artist. Yeah. Brilliant with the camera. She even did take these pictures, even Sharon, too. Yeah. Unbelievable. Just so, so good. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, yeah, we shot this video all in like one morning. It was a Friday morning at sunrise. <laughs> um, and we went up to Foster Beach here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we filmed there. Just the perfect sunrise. Ah, it was unbelievable. Like that's so cool. For being in the city and only being, you know, two miles away or whatever. Yeah. I'd never... I'm not going to say I, didn't, I haven't had the opportunity because I've had hundreds of opportunities to go check out the sunrise. Yeah, I understand. Right. But it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And such an amazing morning. And amazing to work with another uh, awesome artist um and so we, we filmed there on on the beach and then we did some some shots on the l2 mm-hmm. um really yeah. cool. so and it was such a fun process i mean she she made it uh she made it great like the process was amazing yeah um so i'm, ex- I'm i haven't seen the rough cut yet but um but i'm really excited because it was just it was so beautiful i'm pumped to see you yeah, it's gonna be obviously a, it's not gonna be like Gucci Mane, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be lit, maybe one day Gucci Mane, Gucci Definitely. Gilded, yeah, Gilded featuring Gucci Mane. I don't know, man. Gucci, yeah, Gucci's a legend. He is a legend. Yeah, I'd sing, I'd sing the top line on Gucci. Yeah, Mane. for sure. That that'll that'll happen. I'll tell you what. If I get Gucci Gucci Mane on the show before you meet him, I'll set that up for us. Okay. Honestly, like a huge inspiration. Yeah, Gucci Mane is like <laughs> in a. In a very roundabout way. Yeah. 
like the the production method of yeah uh boy the name escapes me of of the producer that he's worked with um so many yeah dj drama dj drama i think so Beethoven. yeah don't fact check me. Don't fact I, check I, us. Yeah, we're just two po- white guys. <laughs> the point is, I, I like Gucci Mane Records. Yeah. And that production style <laughs> has influenced the way that I make make music. I love so. it. I know. We were we were trapping out in the, the spectra listening to Gucci Mane back in the day, man. That's right. It's, still it's a it. lifestyle. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. Still do it. I love it, man. And you've also been creating some of your own content, too. You said you're getting into Adobe Premiere? Yeah. Got to do it all these days as an artist, right? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter who's helping you out. You still have to do so many things outside of your realm. Yeah. I can help you. I'd love to help you. Yeah. Well, it, uh, that's been really fun, too, because it's been good to, like, flex the same muscles, but in a different medium. Yeah. Well and said. it's also great because in um, in that type of art or in, like, videography or video editing or photo editing especially or just coming from music mm-hmm. that again like i said take takes me six months to do with this type of or different type of art or different medium mm-hmm. um allows me just to see more immediate results yeah like i can sit down and do something right and then i don't know i see the see the final product in a different way you you i mean you take your time and stuff but i know you're also you're a doer it, it, well, it's good to experiment and yeah. be actually the, the, the beauty of it is just being a beginner in something again. Yeah. Where you can just like yep. mess around with stuff that like once you know the rules of something, you know not to do it. Like <laughs> in, in music, yeah. like, I know the rules pretty well. Yeah. And I try to break them to yeah. break through, but it's much easier when you're a beginner and you don't know the rules anyway. So you're yeah. just like breaking all the rules and just doing um, I love it. Just doing fun new stuff, but uh, but that has been a good uh, a good exercise just in general, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, and fun as well. Learning learning some new software and new ways to create. Good for you, man. Good for you. Um, I want to take a second again to to just acknowledge you on this journey you've had, man. Um, you know, it's it, it means a lot for you to take the time. I know, obviously, we're good friends, but you really are an inspiration to me and so many people. Uh, in the music industry and and friends of ours too so i just wanted to ask you b harp like being here now man like whether you know what or not like we all believe in you so much how does it feel like to have to have magazines support you to get all these millions of plays to to have these the support you know to have the backing of of such legitimate uh businesses and and blogs and all that stuff man like have you ever have you ever said this out loud like how it really feels um not really, because I I personally feel like nothing has changed. Yeah. I mean, especially about the way that I create and the way that I live my life is like, I started this project already thinking that it was really successful or it was mm-hmm. absolutely the best that it could be. Yeah. And that's the way that I still think of it. Yeah. So, um, I'm so grateful that there's been more support than there has been in the past yeah and more more people like my records than than when i started right um which is an amazing feeling yeah to 
to be uh, accepted like that and to be uh, to to have fans. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't really feel like anything's changed. Like mm-hmm. I and I have a great team that supports me, and I've been able to work with other artists, which has been which has been great. But mm-hmm. the way that I personally feel about making my music hasn't changed really at all. I mean, it's the same. Uh, the same way of thinking or the same way that I attack mm-hmm. um, music creation. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. I don't, I don't really, I don't really think much has changed, but I want to, I absolutely want to keep it going and, and just seeing how, how far we can, we can take it. Dude, you're going to take this far, brother. Anything else you want to mention to the people? Uh, I just really appreciate being able to talk about, being able to talk about this I mean yeah um, there aren't a whole lot of of medium or a whole lot of a, like avenues that you can talk about this kind of stuff yeah it's true and about people that that understand it so uh, I just really appreciate the time and uh, no I appreciate the time don't start <laughs> doing that <laughs> yeah I know it's 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 a great opportunity like you said to be able to sit down with a friend that I've known for Many many years. Yeah, and the up and under. My dad taught him the up and under in basketball. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stu Sherman, great coach, great life coach. Great life. Learned coach. a lot from Stu Sherman. Yep. Learned a lot. <laughs> um, but it's just it's great to be able to do this and and uh, to to be be a part of the journey that you're on. Thank you, man. And uh, it's just great. So I'm, I'm I'm really thankful for that. Well, people, November 11th, rain coming out. New Gilded, love the music, man. Congrats on the success of Waiting Up in Pain already, and keep doing your thing, man. You're an inspiration to so many. Thank you very much. Yeah, let's do it. Good handshake. For some reason, our hands fit really well together. I don't know, they always <laughs> have. so well. They fit so and well. the sound, too. It's like, yeah, uh, that was good it's a good, that. like, cavern we got in there. <laughs> love it, man. Let's do a cheers, then, too. So. Right. Cheers. There we go.